0: The Just Saying podcast is proud to have R-Riveter as our sponsor. Our riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit rriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a new initiative, a new program that I'm really excited about. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. Welcome. If you've been here before, super, super excited that you're back. And the point of this podcast is pretty simple. To help you become a more intentional communicator. And as you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And really, the, the point of this podcast now over the past few years is to get you thinking about the absolute value of how you communicate concisely. And you start to see threads in the, in the episodes about the importance of noise management around the, the environment that you're communicating in, um, how it affects you and how you think, and the correlation between your thinking and how you communicate, because one precedes the other. And most people don't separate them; they just talk and write, and they're they're thinking while they're talking. And those those things need to be separate. And there's it's difficult. There's a lot of stuff going on in our lives, and it's really really challenging. And that's why I do the podcast today. I want to talk about a new initiative it's called The Quiet Workplace. And a new series of programs called Quiet Works. And the reason I'm doing this is because I want to change the conversation fundamentally about the role of silence in the workplace. And if you think about where and how people work, it's fundamentally changing. We live in a hybrid world now. Uh, remote work is, is is here to stay. People are trying to go back to the office. People work mobile, on the go. Um, The whole definition of the workplace is fundamentally being turned on its head. And I look at that and I see opportunity and I look at that and I see challenges. And one of the opportunities is the opportunity of silence, which I think a lot of people discovered during the pandemic when they started working from home. Hey, I I can be on and I can step away from my computer and sit on my sofa, or go to a chair and and read, or do some other things without people looking at me like it looks weird. And I don't have to commute, and I can I can choose. Um, and then people kind of gave gave that up and are online 24 hours a day, and they're constantly being connected, and they're they're consuming information 24 hours a day. But that whole that whole paradigm is changing. And a few months ago, I in in one of these podcast episodes, I read an essay that I wrote called "The Quiet Workplace." I'm not going to read it again. Um, you can go to the site. We have a new site, we have a new offering called thequietworkplace.com. But in that essay, I I propose a vision of what would it look like if you if we worked in a in a more thoughtful, in a more fulfilling environment that was had fewer distractions and fewer disruptions, and the work was more intentional, more meaningful, and. We weren't doing things that were sort of fundamentally pointless. Just, you know, we weren't talking to talk and going to meetings because we had to. And and and, and we started to think about how we work in, in working in a better way, being way more intentional. Um, that's really what I want to talk about today in this new initiative and how it connects fundamentally with the work that I've been doing for the last 10 years on brief. A few days ago, just kind of leading up to this announcement, I posted something on LinkedIn that I want to share with you if you hadn't seen it. Um, And it's not to quote myself, it's just I I was getting ready. I don't post a lot of stuff on LinkedIn because I think LinkedIn can be incredibly noisy and very self-serving. And I think people don't think enough about how much time they waste with other people just talking about things that are at times just inane, useless, um, irrelevant, um, not valuable. In how that channel's got filled. There's some goodness in there for sure, but there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of need to filter. Um, what I talked about in this post was, when I wrote the book Noise, the big idea in that book was quiet time. And I made an admission, kind of a confession, that when I started writing chapter 14 of that book, it was hard because I was proposing something to the reader that I didn't do myself, which was quiet time, spending time every day in quiet. So I, st- I ventured into starting to do it. And it was incredibly difficult for me. Um, I ran from it. I was really distracted. It was incredibly noisy. I was always looking at my watch, grabbing my smartphone. I mean, the, the effort of doing five, ten minutes of quiet was brutal for me early on. And then I read a quote from a guy named G.K. Chesterton, which said something like, anything that's worth doing in life is worth doing badly. And then I had kind of permission to, to be bad at it and I stopped worrying about giving myself a grade. That really was very liberating for me. It allowed this time to 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 be I I looked at it more as an appointment for myself to lower the noise in my life and to think about things, but I wasn't worried about doing it right or well. I was just worried about making the appointment every day, so I set an appointment and I and I never missed it. And what I discovered was incredible because it was it was an appointment that was never really on my calendar. It was something that I was wanting to do, and, and logically, we think, yeah, I would love to take a break, and on a recent podcast, to take a, have a, given myself permission to pause, but I can't really feel like I could ever do it because I'm on this hamster wheel. I'm, I'm moving a million miles an hour. Well, I started setting this appointment, and I didn't worry about how I was doing, but what I was most concerned about is just setting it and not missing it, and I discovered that I needed it. It was invaluable, it was critical, but it was never really there and I started making it there. And it gave me time to think, it gave me time to plan, it gave me time to read, it gave me time to do nothing, it gave me time to complain, a a lot of different things. But most importantly, it was time for myself that I, I absolutely needed every day and I started setting that appointment. And I started doing that. And then the book Noise came out. And if you've listened to this podcast, it's a recurring theme. I've done an episode on it, you know, a, a number of times talking about this. But actually in part of this quiet, I, I had, it was about a year ago when I wrote the essay. It was, I got this inspiration to write this essay. And then I started thinking about, well, why don't people do this? And, you know, what could we do? And then I wrote, I wrote a position paper a few months ago, and it's on the website. If you go to thequietworkplace.com and you go to, to, uh, to practices, there's a, you can download this position paper, and it's called Quiet Works, Changing the Conversation About the Role of Silence in the Workplace. It's, a, it's like, a, like a mini white paper, if you will. And, and in that position paper, I kind of lay out, okay, what are some core beliefs that we would have to be true? And if we believe these, what would, what would the behaviors be? Okay, So I would have some principles, some simple, simple principles, and then I would follow some practices. And, and I, and I kind of laid those out. The other thing that I did was I, I, I gave myself some time to think about flaws in our current thinking about work and the workplace and, and what those look like. Let me just quickly scan through those for you. So when you think about the current workplace and how it's dramatically evolving there's some beliefs and behaviors that are simply flawed. One of, the, one of them is people think that if you're sitting still and not doing something, you're not working. I mean, think about it, you go to the workplace and if somebody's sitting at their desk and they're reading or they're not in front of their computer typing, they're not working, and that's not true. Another thing is that people believe that collaboration is always useful. It's not. If you don't think before you collaborate, it's chaotic. That's why I talk a lot about meetings and structuring and agendas to make meetings more intentional, more productive. Um, people also also think that you can only get work done if you have other people around. People think that everyone in the work environment should be an extrovert. Okay, so introverts, in this whole book by Susan Kane, which is amazing about, the, called Quiet, actually, and about the power of introverts, people act as if staying connected to technology is essential to do my job. So I have to sit in front of a computer to work. Um, people feel that they have the right to. You know for you to drop everything if they come calling so if they s- send you a message or they come by your office or they text you that you're you're supposed to drop everything because they because they 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 called you um you know so there's a, there's these flaws in our thinking um you know people think that you should always be accessible no matter where you are and at what time any time of the day Every, everything's an emergency so there's some flaws in our thinking, and we, I want to challenge those thinking in this new initiative called The Quiet Workplace and these programs. Um, it's, if you think about this more fundamentally, we're at a very historic moment in history because the, the definition of work, where people work, how people work, is, is literally being redefined. I've been talking about the v- absolute value of how people communicate. In, in, in this workplace, it's difficult because it's, 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 people are constantly consuming information and they're constantly communicating. It's very noisy. So to communicate in the environment is, is really difficult, and it's way more difficult now than it was a decade ago. So I've been helping in, in helping you to start to think about these moments where you need to be brief. You need to be clear and concise and on point because you got to cut through the clutter. You still have to get through to people. And if they're on their phones all day in, in email, and they're just stuck in sort of their mind is 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 pulled into this black hole down this rabbit hole, you still have to talk to them. But this issue of quiet is some, somehow like I want it, but I can't get it because I don't have permission to get it. So I'm I'm looking at this at this as like a historic moment to shift, and we have to we have to we have to shift with it. You know, just if you look at one thing like connectivity to information, like we we. People want to choose when to be connected and, and not connected, but they feel like they can't. Um, they feel like they have to have their phone with them all the time because it's, everything's an emergency. And, and, you know, oh my gosh, what would happen if I, if I stepped away from my computer for five minutes? Something bad would happen. And, and we have this like tether to technology where we can't disconnect from it or um, even more fundamentally, if you think about being a brief communicator, it's about saying less better. But at some point, this is what I've concluded, at some point, people just need to stop talking. Um, but they don't. They keep on pushing information out. And and we can't make it stop. So there's a sense of being helpless. Like, I I would love if everybody could just stop talking for 15 minutes, but they don't. And I would love the fact that I could step away, but I can't. And Individually you can't do this, but you have to do this more collectively you have to it's almost a behavioral man It's like a change management or a shift and that's why I started this initiative in these programs And I want to walk you through what they are in the in the in the, in the thinking it's cut to the chase. You just go to thequietworkplace.com and check it out. So you've got the site We've invested I've invested a lot of time in essence nine months building this thing for you. So there are a set of core principles and practices you go there, and you can just click on a practice and take a challenge. One minute of silence or reclaiming a space in your organization. There's some goodness there, and I wrote all that. Um, there's some programs. There's a program for leaders. It's called Quiet Works for Leaders. That's about getting a, a handful of you know, 6 to 10, 10 to 15 leaders to do a program together. Um, it's self-directed, so they would start together, and then they would all do their own set of challenges and then a month later reconvene and and, and and share what they learned going through some experiences of building quiet into their lives. Think about busy executives, busy, busy commanders, leaders, um, giving them an opportunity to really learn some simple practices about how quiet can work for them. And also a program for teams, quiet works for teams where it's groups of 20, 30, 40, 50 people going through what amounts to be a series of like a book club on steroids where they get in a cohorts of five people with a leader. And in each of these small groups do a series of challenges and exercises, and they talk to each other about what they learned. And, and then at the end, they, they, they pool all of their experiences and insights together to recommend back to senior leadership what their organization or, or their part of the organization should do differently to incorporate quiet into their work. In customize an approach for them. So that's QuietWorks for Teams. You can look at that in the, in the programs. We've developed products. I've, I'm a brand marketer, so we put some merchandise and swag, uh, coffee mugs, a really nice notebook, uh, a QuietWorks kit, um, quiet, take five quiet cards, um, a daily planner, some really good products to remind people because this is kind of an invisible thing. So we wanna make it visible, tangible, and practical. So, and ultimately leading to you know, reimagining the places where we work, and in and, and designating and assigning areas at home, on the go, and at the office for quiet work, and, and calling them. My dream is to is to call them quiet workplaces, and we have them in our in our. But we, in but teaching people more fundamentally, you know what that what good looks like. So that that's it. that's it. You can go on the site and look at it. I'm really really excited about this. Um, this is powerful. Um, quiet works. It really does. And and our mission is to show that quiet works. It's our motto, actually. And I'd like it to be yours, too. Just saying.